This was about an organization on campus. They're known for what is called uh, fucking their wall. So when you're pledging them, there's a hole in their basement where pledges have to, quote unquote, fuck the wall. What Confir- all that confirmed means, or just a rumor? It's been a rumor for 25 years and every year it stays around. And like the pledges will make jokes like, yeah, we really love our house, like insinuating that. <laughs> and so in no way can I confirm it. I've never seen it and I've never, you know, I have no proof of it. If I, I will say this now, if I was a woman, if I was a, if I was born a woman and I am who I am now, every man would be broken an hour if I was like above it and not, like if I was above an eight, every man would be broken So you're saying hour. that if you were a woman, you would exploit yourself at OnlyFans? Exploit? Dude, I would exploit every fucking part. <laughs> right, you're, you're thinking too, like I would, dude, I would do OnlyFans tour shows. I would go across the country, across the nation, just only fanning it up. If you fucking, if you have my OnlyFans subscription, you get 50% off the ticket price. Come in. I'm going to keep saying it. Pay your fucking dues. It's the name of the goddamn podcast. We've definitely paid our dues. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Pay Your Dues. I'm your host, Ash Kennedy. Man, make sure to hit that subscribe button if you are indeed new here to never miss another episode of our fantastic podcast here. I'm actually being joined today by <laughs> second time this week, another guy that I met on spring break, one of the boys from three and a half years ago. Would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah. Today? So how's everybody doing tonight? My name is Tristan Price. Uh, I met Ash a long time ago, my, uh, my freshman year. And uh, we met on spring break, and man has been man has been a highlight. Uh, not only then, but ever since getting to getting to watch what is it now? Almost two years, if not longer, of doing this podcast. You've been doing year, year and a half. Year and a half. I don't think I don't think I've except for this most recent episode. I don't think I've missed more than maybe one or two episodes of it. So it's good. To, it's good to finally be on here. We really do appreciate your support as well. And to any listeners out there, if you want to continue paying your own dues, make sure to go ahead and hit that subscribe button on the OnlyFans for that exclusive access to that visual podcast. That's OnlyFans.com slash pay your dues. The link is in the description. And it's no secrets to any current subscriber of that that we record every single podcast in the nude. So if you are looking to see some nice action, you know where it is. Link in the description. But yeah, we originally met on the beach uh, back mm-hmm. back in South Padre. That was three and a half years ago. What what? I, I was already talking about this with the same guy that I did this with er, earlier this week. So he went to Texas. Mm-hmm. You now go to OU. So a little yeah. bit of a rivalry between that. So another reason why I want to get this done the same week. Yeah. But also met on spring break uh, that same year. Um, what? What do you remember about that week? Because I just remember that week was just one for the books. I mean, that what was, I uh... what I remember was that it was fun. But then I go on Snapchat and I got some <laughs> got plenty of memories from that week alone. Mm-hmm. And it's it was just a movie. Just is an understatement for that week. Oh no, that week was that that week is still sits as like one of the top five. It's probably the best spring break I've ever gotten to go on. And I mean, it's you know, it's South Padre. It's it's dirty, dirty Padre. Um, it always will be never in any way is that a clean, healthy place to go. And I never recommend taking family there, but while we were down there, I think I met you. I don't know if you remember this or not, but 
the group I was with, we had this ceramic shark we were carrying around getting people to sign. We talked about uh, this on the last podcast, you guys. Mm-hmm. So the guys from Texas thought the shark was ours, and I just explained, no, no, no. The shark was these other guys from the same organization, but we were yeah. just – I don't remember if we were like safeguarding it at that time or just taking pics with it or something. Oh, I think I think I have. I think I have your SIG. It's not It's not currently with me. I wish it was. I wish I thought to have it, but I think I have yours and uh another guy that was that was with you sig on there and uh i know i know we have a few pictures of i still have it on my instagram of us with that shark so um but that was that was that's what got us like pretty well known during that week was having that shark around i mean girls wanted to come up i remember this one girl came up and wanted to take a picture of it and uh we we go to like yeah like you can hold it and she's like no like i want the shark to like eat my ass basically and so what just, yeah, just downright dirty. Just t- terrible, like, terrible human beings go to go like to South Padre. Like she wanted a she wanted a picture of like the shark eating mm-hmm. her ass, or she just wanted the just wanted the action. Uh you know I wasn't there. Sadly, I okay. wish I would have been there. But hey, you know the shark got the shark probably got laid more than anybody else during that, the South Padre. That shark definitely saw some action that week. Mm-hmm. No, that, it got an, it got a lot of titties out. I'll tell you that. That is funny how you say like. Don't take a family there because I went on spring break almost every year in college to pretty much mm-hmm. locations that pretty, pretty shithole locations. So freshman years like Pensacola slash Gulf Shores, some little bit between the both. My sophomore mm-hmm. year, I went to Daytona Beach. Junior year was supposed to go to Port Aransas, but then the uh, car broke down. Senior year went to South Padre. Then my fifth year went to Panama City. It is actually atrocious how many people, how many families you see in these trash locations and they look and they sit there on these spring breaks and they look around and they get pissed off at all the college students. Like, Oh, look at them ruining our family vacation. Did you not know what you were expecting to get by going Mm -hmm. to a spot that's ranked as like a party spot? Yeah. Ranks as a, as a top, as a top place to be in South project that year was, I think it was the number one place in in like the states to go for spring break and so if you're not going you know, to think, cancun Padre yeah, is number spending, one. you know two two three k on all your traveling stuff i think that was that was the best one that year because i mean it just it had everything going on and i think as a family you kind of got to know like college kids are gonna gonna be the the rowdiest people you know that are there because i mean it is you know, they've gotten, especially like the freshmen, sophomores, like it's their first, second time around, you know, they're, they're doing everything they can to have a good time. I think, I think as parents, you know, it sucks to know that like in that like March timeline, like if you're going on vacation, you got to do some research. Like you got to know where the college kids are going to be and plan your stuff around it. And I mean, there's been, you know, I've seen a lot of families that, you know, get upset. And then I've seen, you know, some, some mom and pops that joined in, like we had this guy in our condo that we, uh, he, uh, the condos on the on the back side was all just sliding glass that led to like this uh, tennis court and all this stuff. And he actually, we were out there chilling with the beer bong, and him and his like kids walked by. And I mean, these kids can't be more than three or four years old. And uh, one of our guys goes like, "Hey, go come beer bong this." And the dude just pulls up, smacks it, gone in like the next three four seconds. And I think you know, in some way, you got you got to have that you got to have that college mentality when you go to those, even if you're forty fifty years old, like you got to. You kind of just got to go with it because you can't get rid of it. Hell yeah. I, I know there was one example. This was a spring break 2020. So right as COVID was blown up, I was in Panama City 
And I was just at the uh, the resort that we were at was a big condo building where there's like I'm sure people just like own them when they're not there. They give the keys to the front desk and then they just manage them like a hotel. There was mm-hmm. some guy down at the bar. This guy was 50, 60. This guy was pretty old, but he's just like sitting there drinking with me, talking with me, understanding that whatever. I mean, what what do you expect when you're around here in March, like on the on the mm-hmm. Emerald Coast right there? I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that, like, I wish people kind of got, like, it does suck some people get attitudes about it, because it's like, you know, you're ruining everyone else's fun. Like, I get it, like, your kids are here, and they see a bunch of us, like, 18 to 22-year-olds, you know, chilling, drinking, but it's like, you know, unless we're, unless we're straight affecting you in some way, you know, I've seen some things where, you know, dudes and girls just, like, just actually bullying families sometimes, but... Most of the time, they I feel like a, a lot of families kind of put it on themselves because they they want to come in, join like what's going on, and then try and like put a stop to it. And it's like you, you can just chill in your own little area, you know. I understand we have thirty people deep in a hot tub, and that's probably not allowed. But you you going to tell somebody about it, it's just going to make your time worse. You know, <laughs> college kids are going to ruin we're going to ruin everyone else's fun if they don't get to have it. I've I knew people who did the um the college party cruise. If you ever heard about that. Oh yeah, yeah. They they leave from Miami. They go to the Bahamas. Apparently, that thing it's not its own cruise boat. It somehow buys out a big part of like a regular cruise. Like I don't know if it's like Carnival or Norwegian or something. Yeah. But my friend who went on it said that the among all the crazy college kids on this cruise, there are a few like actual families, and every single one of them is just fucking pissed pissed off the entire trip because everything yeah. on the boat is getting trashed. Like I'm sure the bathrooms were disgusting on oh, that boat. Man, I can imagine. Oh no, I could not imagine spring break. I don't know. Spring break in any way. Like just those two to three weeks for colleges do it. Like families really just shouldn't go. Like you should just, you should plan <laughs> different times. Like you shouldn't like you're, there's no way. But no, I think our spring break year was, I think I've went on three spring breaks since then. I didn't go on one in 2020. Went on a 2021 one and then 2022 one. So I went on three spring breaks altogether. That that spring break will go down as probably the the wildest I'll ever get. And uh, I mean, I, I know I've told you a story before, but I'll tell it a little bit. But whenever we, the, you remember the Fetty Wap concert? I, I re- so the Fetty Wap concert, I remember, I did not have high expectations for him being a good performer, but he was better than I expected him to be. He wasn't great. Like I, yeah. I expected like a three out of 10, four out of 10. I would say he was like a five or six out of 10. No, I agreed. Like I, in no way was I, you know, big Fetty Wap guy, love Fetty Wap all, you know, liked his music. Didn't listen to him outside of when he came on for parties and stuff like that. All the songs the, that the he played from, were from like a 2015 to 2017 and nothing, mm-hmm. nothing outside nothing of that range. New. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was all I knew. Like I only knew the three songs that like everyone knows about Fetty Wap. But leading up to that concert, and this is what makes that concert so I, what I would call memorable, even though I don't remember a lot of it, was uh, me and my best friend um, from high school, we decided to, uh, he, he told me, ne- I never did anything really. I didn't smoke, didn't do any type of drugs. I just drank a lot. And uh, when I go down there, he's, he went up and he, he, uh, he went to this college called NSU in Oklahoma, and it's nicknamed NSU. Uh, or it's called NSU and the nickname is never sober university. Like that's just the name for the school by everyone's standards. 
And he got big into psychedelics. And I told him when we went on spring break together, I'd do psychedelics with him. Little did I know how much I was going to do. So I told him on the Fetty Wap concert, just because that just seems like the best thing to me. Like, I'm, I'm going to be in a good mood no matter what I feel like I'm going to do it. So we wake up early at like 7 a.m. The Fetty Wap concert for some reason started at like 11 or noon. Like I thought, super early. I thought it was like 4 p.m. No, because I remember the sun being like, it may be like 1 or 2. But maybe, I remember the sun being right there. I, I, and I'll, I'll tell you why I remember it. I'll say maybe 2 p.m. But I'm thinking okay. not, not to mention it, maybe like 3 p.m. I don't know. I'm sure I could pull up my phone, go to the memories on Snapchat, and it would get yeah. the timestamps. But it ain't that deep. Continue. <laughs> I remember waking up early as shit and Qualls, Qualls and me are like smoking. My best friend's name is Qualls. I'll call, that's what I always call him. We're smoking, just going like hard. Like, you know, I don't smoke weed at all. He smokes every day. And so he gets me baked by about 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock rolls around. He tells me he's going to order a pizza for us. I go, dope. And then before he orders the pizza, he's like, hey, take this. It's, it's, a, it's a cap of molly. And I go, cool. I think it's just like one point. Uh, it was either one or two points that he put in. I'm pretty sure it was just one point. I'd have to ask him. And um, I have so no I take idea that. what that means. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's uh, Points are just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Um, it's just like doses, I guess. Servings and, of. Molly. Yeah, servings of illegal drugs, as, a, as the kids would say. And so I take that. And then he quote-unquote orders this pizza from what i remember but what actually happened is he he gets this like tony's pizza out the fridge that we had bought and he puts it in the oven and then before he's before he serves it to us and it's just me and him still waking this time the rest of our group i think they're just now starting to wake up when we're while we're like finishing the pizza but while he's making the pizza he puts on like mushrooms on it like drug drug mushrooms so he covers he covers it in that too not, I mean, like not ooh. mushroom toppings. No, no, not at all. And uh, you know, he covers it in mushrooms. I think when he serves it to me, I think the idiot just likes mushrooms, so I eat it. And I've never had mushrooms on my pizza. Never been a mushroom guy, so I didn't know that they don't taste like I. I know they don't taste good now, but I didn't know that like they didn't take. They tasted terrible. So I ate like two or three slices, just trying to get past the mushrooms. Um, finished it. And then we go to the we go to the event. Everyone gets up, they start pregaming and going to the event. Well, as we're walking towards it, it's probably uh, you know an hour and a half after I took everything. Maybe an hour after I took everything, we start walking towards the event, and everything's hitting me. Like I'm high. I've been trying to drink some to stay like hydrated. I'm out of my mind. Drink like drinking water. Are you talking drinking? Just no, I, we had a we. Natty Light, which is, you know, God's water, you know. Okay. I was drinking Natty Light, yeah. Were you, okay, real, real quick, were you drinking the Natty Pack that was inside? Yeah, are you talking that, that like, 96-pack thing that came out? The 77 of, uh. Is it 77? I, Nat, Natty, Natty Ice, Natterday, and Nat, Natty Light, yeah. Yeah, it came in, like, this little, like, almost, like, octagon thing. Yeah. That you had it, to pick up. I think, yeah, wait, it was, like, yeah. I think it was a six-way box. Uh, yeah, it's like... Dun, dun, dun. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, is that trigonometry stuff is out of my mind by now? Is it is it oxygen? I don't know what it's even called. I don't know. It's like it's the same shape as like a like a uh, like a stop sign. Okay, I just know I the the previous podcast we were talking about the natty pack. He said it was a mm-hmm. ninety rack, three thirty racks, and but then I looked up the snap story of it. The video, the picture I have of it, it's only seventy seven. 
I don't know how they, I don't know the math on how they broke it up by three, but, but yeah, so. I, think, I don't know, but that was, I, I do remember because I was drinking Natter Days because that's when I first found out about Natter Days and they were like water. So I was drinking Natter Days like left, right, and center. And so before I even get there, I probably had like four or five. Um, not in any way enjoying them, like just trying to drink because I, I know you're supposed to drink, you know, have something in your body when you're on, um, when you're on Molly. Um, though I know you're supposed to have like actual water, but you know, I, that was, the, that was the closest alternative that wasn't seawater, you know, around there, salt water. But as we're, as that would, we're that would, to, that would be funny, a funny story. It's like, oh, I'm thirsty. I need hydration. You just walk out in the ocean, just dive in and just, yeah, just start drinking. Would not have put it past me at this time, man. It was bad. But as we get out, and I'll tell you, and probably why I didn't do it, when we got out to the to the ocean area, when we got out on the beach, um, I didn't know I remember this, but the whole the whole crew I was with, all seven of them, they tell me that, like, I just stop and, like, fall to my knees and just, like, a straight, like, burst of tears come out of my eyes. Because apparently, like, in my mind, what I thought was the ocean had turned into, like, lava. And uh, I apparently I described it to them at the time as if you ever played uh, Super Mario 64 back on the old, the old, uh, the old Nintendo 64, I think is what it was called. Um, there's this lava level on it. I mean, there's lava levels on all Mario games, but that's why I described it as was this lava level from Super Mario 64. And I was crying because I said, I, fish can't swim in lava like they're all dying. <laughs> and so they they are just they're having to help carry me, basically to this event while I'm like tearing and they say from the moment that I turn because if you remember where it was it was like this big little section that was like sectioned off the beach into the it, back of this like hotel so the I think uh, what, yeah it was the uh is it the Isla, Isla Grand Resort I yeah Isla Grand uh, Resort that's I think that's was, what it that's what it was I called so. but pretty much like yeah the beach so there was the seawall that went ran all the way around the beach but then for some reason this resort had no seawall and then they just had like the beach went up a little bit further and mm-hmm. then it went right up to their pool. And basically that area between the pool and the seawall was where they had the concert at. Yeah. They had that stage up. And so I'm there, I get there and this is where I don't even know if I ever told you this part, I get there. And so the first trip starts to go down and then I'm chilling there, like having a good time. Uh, doing they had like the Trojan Olympics were going on. It's so, like to the left of us, they had like a, this rock climbing wall and all this shit. So I was like watching people do that, play volleyball and stuff like that. Well, then like some opener comes out on stage, does his stuff for, like forty minutes, and then Fetty Wap comes out. When Fetty Wap comes out, all the stuff hit me like five times harder. It felt like, and so what goes on is. I get separated from the rest of my crew because everyone like rushed, basically rushed the stage when Federal got there. Everyone stopped everything else and went to the stage. And so I'm with these like group of girls that I had met like a day or two earlier. And I was like kind of good with them now. So I was hanging out with them and everything was like color was just blurring into like one line. Like everything has this, I don't, you know, for people who've never done psychedelics, it, it's hard to explain how psychedelics are. Like you, some people have stuff for like their like motion, like kind of like everything that like kind of does like a spinning thing. Some people stuff drip and that's what mine does. Is it kind of had like this drip thing going on, but also like you convince yourself in your head that other things are happening and how I knew that I was gone out of my mind was at one point I'm watching Fetty Wap perform 
And I'm I'm having to focus so hard on Fetty Wap because everything else behind him is doing all this stuff. And then I why, look at why Fetty Wap. And he, why is the stage like rotating? Yeah, why is the stage like moving like this? But I look at Fetty Wap and he has two eyes. And that's how I knew I was gone. I was like, Fetty Wap has two eyes and he's like looking at me. And I was like, no, like I'm out of my mind. <laughs> I, then, don't don't most people have two eyes? Not, not Fetty, yeah. Well, not Fetty Wap though. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. How could I not remember? Yeah, I remember Fetty Wap had that glaucoma stuff. So he has he has two eyes. So that's how I knew he, I was gone because I was seeing both his eyes. And I was like, I f- they, oh, how could I forget he only has one eye? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah. And so he has two eyes and he's looking at me and I'll go, oh, shit. And so what I do is I look at the sun. I look at the sun and. There's two suns. <laughs> I know. I look at the sun and I shit you not. It looks like Danny DeVito from uh, like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, it like the sun to me is Danny DeVito, just like having that big ass smile on his face, <laughs> and I just lost it. Like I was just sitting in the crowd, just nah, nah like I had to find my group. <laughs> like I was too gone. Danny so DeVito I, is the sun. That's a new one. Yeah, it was. It was. And when I get back, um, I find part of my group, and. I'm like trying, like, hey, where's like these other two guys at? And they go, oh, I think I was like, oh, they're being detained right now. So that didn't help me out at all. So I find what had happened was two this this old ass dude in white pants went around and at, while we were at the Fetty Wap concert, he he uh, he had slipped some things into like two or three girls' drinks. Well, he when they gave the uh, the like ident- identity to the to the police, the guy was wearing white pants. Well, a dude in our group had these white pants that were getting signed by everybody. And so he got he got detained and the guy with him got detained and they were like questioning him. And so I see them being like basically what I think is like arresting going to jail at the time. And all of this happening while just like not in the right mental state. I was just like just sitting on the ground at one point, just like covering my hands on my head and just like, nah, like this can't be it. Like I, I think at this point, I think spring break's made up at this point. Like that's why I'm convincing myself, like, nah, like you're still you're still at home. Like you're not on spring break. Like that's what I'm trying to convince myself. And thankfully, thankfully my, my second uh, kick went down. And so I, I kind of got sobered up while we were there and um, came to everything. But, and then the guys got to come back with us. But that's why if you, if you were ever, if you were ever around me since that, I get called Danny DeVito a lot because of that story. So I All got right. for the, my sophomore year, I was called Danny DeVito. I mean, are you, are you taller than Danny DeVito? He's like what? Four foot 11. He's like four eleven. I'm like, you know, five, five, five eleven with a minus a few inches. Okay, so you got you, you know. got a you got a foot on him. Yeah, I think I think it'd be a fair fight if we went head to head for the name. A fair fight. Yeah, okay. Think. Yeah, I think it'd be fair. Yeah, no, he's got you know. I'm sure he's got something packing. You know, like he's got a pack punch or two. Sure. I mean, if he's shorter, he's probably a bit more built. He's got more mm-hmm. depth, like mm-hmm. more weight on the muscles. I'm glad you mentioned that though, because I completely forgot about the. Uh, how there was a thing about like people getting drugged because mm-hmm. I remember there was some, uh, some chick, I don't know if she passed out in the porta potty or something, but she was getting, there was four cops carrying her, each of them holding one limb out of the porta potty and, or wherever she was. And I remember yeah. I took a Snapchat and I was like, God damn concert hasn't even started yet. And this bitch is fucked up. <laughs> and then like, I found out 20 minutes later, Oh, she wasn't, fucked up yeah. she, she got drugged by somebody and i was like okay okay snapchat i'm so sorry yeah. this, this this girl got drugged that 
take back what I said previously. Yeah. And then I re- I remember what you're talking about though with the one guy getting accused because he was some guy where like I never formally met him, but I did see him around throughout the mm-hmm. week. And so you, you know we had the flagpole, how we had the Iowa flag, then the organization yeah. organization flag on it. Right before the Fetty Wap concert, that guy walked by me. He's like, "Oh, points at the flag." He's like, "I'm a part of that too." And I was like, "Oh, hell yeah, bro! Enjoy the hell concert." Yeah. And then I, I remember seeing him being detained, and I was like, "Oh, god damn yeah. it, god damn it!" Yeah, we were we were all made fun of him for the longest time because that that kid's a that kid's like a, a soul, a, like a sweet soul. A fun fact about that kid is he uh he he lost his virginity his sophomore year of college. What it ha- how the story goes, I wasn't around for it. This his his big and his organization he um he made brownies for him and him and his girlfriend and i have no idea if you can do this but this is how the story goes is that he laced the brownies with with ecstasy so i don't know if that's a possibility in any manner but that's how the story goes and uh and he'll tell you the story too like that's how it goes is he got laced with ecstasy so, you know, when you're on, you know, one of those things, it basically just gets you like horned up and um, he loses his virginity to his girlfriend. And he says he barely, he doesn't remember any of it. Mm. And so, and he, he tells it like, it's a funny story. Like he'll tell people about like how it's a funny story. And like, when you first hear it, you got, you got to sit there and be like, it's kind of fucked. Did, did she know? Um, yeah, they both ate, well, they both ate the brownies. They didn't, neither one of them knew that they, there was X scene. It's like a day or two later. How did it get put in there if either if none of them knew about it? Uh, the the big like made it. They're, they're, the, oh, the never mind. Guy, yeah, his big made it for them. He was just like making brownies. Him and uh, him, his girlfriend, and then the guy that we were talking about and his girlfriend were all hanging out. And that's how the ecstasy got put in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if that's true, if that's possible, I have no idea if that's possible. Okay. But that's always the story that gets told about it. My mistake. I may not have just been like listening or like processing it correctly. No, it's just it's such a it. it's such a weird story either way. Like it's hard to get like. You, it's just such a weird thing, especially when you're just hearing it for the first time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I met him because of the flags. So I, I mean, honestly, I met most people on the beach because of the flags. I, that's yeah. how we, I, we met you because of the flags. It was the very – well, the very first day it was raining, so we didn't really go out on the beach. There, yeah, was, just the one, there was just the one pool party afterwards. But then the next day, me and my friend – this is like 11 a.m., maybe noon. Mm-hmm. We walk out on the pool deck. With the flagpole, we unravel both the both the flags, organization, school flag, post it up. The things like standing at like well, I don't know, twenty feet tall. We walk out on the beach. We're on there not even like two minutes. You and like two other people come walking over. They're like, "Oh, hey, what's going on, guys?" We're like, yeah. "Hey, uh, what's up?" You're like, "We see your flag." You know, you, you yeah. give you give us the handshake. You uh, you say the motto, and we're like, "Oh, what's what's going on? Where are you guys from?" Yeah, we were yeah. worried because I, I thought at first y'all might have been the other the other organization. I was like, oh, we just told them everything. No, <laughs> no, we were we we were rocking the flag, not falsely. We were rocking it. Uh, some, some pride. I don't want to say honorably, but we were, <laughs> we we were rocking the flag uh, correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we were not frauds. Yeah. So that was literally the first day right when we went on the beach. Then we walked over like another, I don't even know, like thousand yards, no, maybe like a couple hundred yards, 
And that's where like most people just congregated at during the day. Yeah. Plants of the flagpole. You guys knew where we were out in the hot. Do you, do you remember how many of you were with you at that time? Cause it seemed like there was only like you and one or two others. When, when we first pulled up, it was me and two other guys. Yeah. And we pulled up, saw you. We had actually met the UT chapter the day before that. When we first got down there, it was raining and all that. The UT guys had invited us over to their apartment or their condo they had. And it was their last day. So they were going like hard in the paint. We met up with them. They were like, they were probably 30 guys deep, which I mean, you know, it was like a three hour drive for them. So nothing, nothing big, but I, um, well, there was, there was two groups of UT guys. Cause the guys that I'm the guys that I met up with that me and mm-hmm. me and the guy I went down with, we met up with, they were there a bit late, later in the week, but I do remember hearing about this other group of guys that they were, um, they, they left mm-hmm. like they, they were only there for like two or two days, two days or so. Yeah. They were only there for a little bit. We pulled up on them and they had a, they had a, they had a balcony out back with a staircase leading down. And this one guy goes, you want to see like, you want to like blah, blah, blah. And we, we had no idea at the time what was below it. And this guy like just shotguns these beers. I've never seen a person like, so he had like, I guess they had pledges with him. He had them both like open the shotguns on both sides of them, like pop it, get it ready. And then he goes, all right, pop it. And as he, as they pop it, he moves it up and just like sucks both of them down. Never seen a human being do it. Still haven't to this day. And he, I mean, he had a lot, he had a decent amount of spillage, but it was just impressive to see that both go down. And then he just chunks them on the ground, runs outside, opens the door and just jumps off the balcony. And so we're thinking these guys are fucking crazy. Like these guys that have no, no brain cells in their head. And then we hear a splash, you know, there was a pool below them. And so he splashes into this pool. And so we're like, this is three, three minutes of being there. How, um, How far up? Like one story, two stories, two stories. Okay. And it was, yeah. So like, it was like two something. It was like the pool was like, here's like, here's like, you go walk it down. But then the pool has like a, a basically an in, like it's in, it's a little bit deeper down than the rest of the shit. Like, it's like almost like a stairway you had to take down to the pool again. And then it's in there. I this, mean, this may be the same place that I went to that. Really? I don't, I don't know if you saw like the TikToks of it, but I, the TikToks of the previous podcast, I have the videos of me doing the beer bong on the balcony and then jumping off into the pool. Then maybe I'll, I'll have to check and see. I think it might be because it'd be kind of crazy if two chapters went down there and they weren't even close to each other for the, but that, yeah, we did a beer bong on the balcony. We sang, uh, we sang that, uh, we sang one of the, one of the songs of the organization and, um, we got, I mean, they, they were just absolutely the, the rowdiest crew that I met down there and they were just all this. I remember one of them, accidentally taught the uh, taught the taught the uh one of the secrets to one of the girls we were with because he was so hammered so he just he just showed them some of the secrets so now that thankfully that person is married to someone in the organization now but like they knew the they knew some of our secrets long long before they should have i guess they, they wait, never should have like oh wait so she got uh what's it called lava leered in she got no she didn't get lava leered in they showed her like the uh the handshake and the uh the saying like, I don't know if you do that with the lavalier, but she's now, yeah, I guess now she is lavalier because she's married in. Okay. Well, yeah. Cause I think that when, I mean, I understand exactly the way it works, but from my understanding, the lavalier ceremony basically makes her a member. It almost inducts them in a way. Okay. Yeah. I, I believe that's how it works. Honestly, 
there was one lavalier in ceremony back when I was in college, and I probably should have gone to it, but I but I didn't go. Honestly, I I think only like four or five guys went to it. Yeah, but yeah, no, maybe I, maybe that's what it is. Well, maybe they learned it again then, but they were teaching them it, and I like kind of was like, "What are you What are you doing?" So, oh, spring break was a rowdy time. It was. You know, sad. Sad. There's no more spring breaks like that in my future. But you know, I mean, we do have can... OU Texas coming up, and that's basically a spring break. <laughs> you can always go back on spring break and just pretend like you're still in college. Just, yeah, just one sh- of those weirdos. Just shave the beard and say you're still 23. God. Uh, so back when you went on that spring break, um, you were with uh the guys from University of Arkansas, Fort Smith, because mm-hmm. that's where you went previously. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, please, like, I, I don't remember if you ever told me, are you originally from Arkansas or from Oklahoma? No, I'm actually originally from uh, Houston, Texas. So, I went up, um, I was from Houston, Texas, when I was, I was on the, I was, uh, I was originally born, if there's anybody who's from the Houston area, you'll know that I was born in a third ward area, um, which is, like, southeast Houston. So, like, I'm actually, like, Houston, Houston, instead of, like, outer city Houston. Um, so I was born in third ward area and then I moved to Oklahoma when I was 15, uh, went to high school in Oklahoma. And then before I went to college, I took a year and some time and I went and like traveled. Um, I went and traveled around in this, uh, in this bus with one of my, with Qualls. I'll keep talking about him. We always did everything together for a long time. Uh, we went and traveled around for about a year in this in this uh this like van bus thing and then i uh, got back around 2019 decided to go to college and uh then went to went to uh arkansas fort smith for two years then transferred up here and now i'm in my uh my last semester here at ou and so, so it's, a, it's a big it's a big change you know so what originally brought uh wanted you to go to uh uark fort smith i knew um, I just knew a bunch of buddies there at the time. And so on my whole, always, always wanted to graduate as a, as an Oklahoman, as an OU guy, always want to graduate from the university of Oklahoma. But I knew at the time that because of what I did, like scholarships and stuff like that, weren't going to be as easy to get because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't us from high school to college. I had this like year and a half gap. So I went to UFIS, um, which is University of Arkansas Fort Smith. I went to UFIS for two years to build up my like my uh, my grades and you know get because get my easy time out because I could pay for them out of pocket. And so I went there, and then after those two years, um, you know, I ended up you know in that two years I joined the organization I was a part of, made tons and tons of friends and good people, but missed out on a good aspect of college, which is like the whole big university a, the sports. No, there's no football team there. You know, we have a basketball team. That's about it. Missed out on that aspect. Um, you know, the Greek life uh, missed out in a way of that because I got to be part of that organization. But when you come up to now like OU where there's, you know, Greek life here is a, is a lot more prevalent and a lot more like, you know, activity. Um, and then just to graduate, you know, at a bigger college, obviously better for your, for your, your degree, better for your job afterwards. Yeah. So. So that that's pretty much what led to your your transfer was just that you you didn't mm-hmm. have you didn't have like an, an issue with anybody you pretty much just wanted to no, be. I had to, the the uh, the semester that I left was I was I was actually 
and this is, I guess this is kind of braggy, but it's not. The semester I left, I was in the final running for Homecoming King. And uh, so, like, not, like, I was pretty well liked there. Like, I like I, I was pretty well, res- like, w- decently respected. But, again, that's, like, 8,000 people. Only 1,000 people actually do stuff. So you just build your hierarchy off of that. And so I was well-known there. Um, and so I actually was going to win Homecoming King. And then I actually we actually switched it and gave it to um, another person in my organization, and they ended up winning Homecoming King because whenever we switched the names, all the votes that were for me switched to them. And uh, I gave it to them. The person has a cerebral palsy and uh, something else, and they're they're bound to a wheelchair. And so we kind of, you know, as an organization, we really wanted them to to have this kind of like boost of morale and even if they didn't win it like just to just to be on like you know homecoming court and all that they ended up winning it and so it was it was really cool but we i was there was no problems with anyone there um i i you know loved everyone there it's just that was it was my two years it was my time to go and then it ended up here and then making that transition same organization but a different school like were people mm-hmm. were people for the most part pretty similar was it a little bit different there were was. You going, were you going from like a low tier to a high tier, high tier to a low tier, or was it pretty much just like the same? Are you talking organization wise? Organ organization wise, or like status wise at the university? Okay. So I would say, obviously, status wise, you're coming to a college where you're, you know, nobody knows you, and you're going to be like a transfer in as a junior. Um, like it's it's definitely one of the things that like obviously you're not going to be well known off the back, and in no way was the goal to be well known. Like I know I'm only here for two years. So wanted to, you know, get in and get out. But um I came here. Um, you know, I I joined the organization again up here. They were they were they were very kind, let me join in. And uh a lot of the guys up here were were great. You know, I, I love still being a part of it now. And uh, I'll always get to, you know, it's cool. You know, I'm living in I'm living in the house for a second year. Um, got the biggest room in the house now. I live with my roommate, uh his name is Gibby. We actually have a we actually have a flag somewhere in here that's uh of him and it's it's a uh, it's like it's just called Gibby requires coochie it's one of one of the greatest things about this room it's it's a top tier flag but no it's it was it was great to come up here because i was when i got up here i think people had enough respect for me to be like oh like they're you know he's he's you know he's a good guy blah 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 whatever so they had respect for me to be up here and so that was something that was going to be it was made the transitioning part easy and now now these guys i mean I would say I'm closer with them than I am with the guys, uh, you know, I left. And that's kind of like a rude thing to say. In no way, there's no hate for us to talk to those guys every day. But, you know, when you live with 40, 50 plus guys every single day, you know, you get you get you get close. You get real close. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of the things that uh, the guy I interviewed earlier this week, so he kind of had a similar situation, joined the organization at a smaller school in Louisiana, then transferred to big school, Texas. Um, he said that. Obviously, like he likes the social scene, the um, the big school aspect of going in Texas. But he said that the way they did their rituals was more powerful at the small school. Would, would you have mm-hmm. any similar I, experience? Honestly, 100%. I think that when I talk about – so when I left my organization and came to this one, we had just won um, our second year in a row as Greek Organization of the Year – um we had just came off like nationally um, or nationally or within no the just at, at the local at the at the college level okay um we were one of the best ranked we were still one of the best ranked chapters in the nation um and then we had a 
you know, we had, we had, you know, basically we were like one of the most liked fraternities on, on that campus. You know, everyone, everyone knew that if a guy was a, you know, they were, they were, they were top quality. Like, you know, we, um, they knew that we didn't give out, you know, that organization, we didn't give out bids to people who, who didn't, you know, who didn't blah, blah, blah. We gave out, um, we gave out top quality ones. And then once they were in, like they knew that they were good ones. Cause you know, there, there was a, a strenuous process of getting in there to make sure that you were, you were worth it, you know, and that's a, it's a rough way to put it, but that's how we've all, that's how it's always been. Then when we come up here, there's a lot more, there's a lot more stuff that needs to be taken seriously. Kind of gets joked around. Um, people that I don't think if they would have been, if it had been flip-flopped, if they were where I was at, they wouldn't have made it through. Um, but then again, there's there's a lot there's a lot more you have to deal with up here. You know, the financial aspect of being an organization at a bigger college is you know you have to you have to pay for the house, you have to pay for all these other events that that, that smaller one doesn't do. You know, and so there's a point where you can't just you can't just not give out bids. You know, you can't you can't be like oh these are the ten best guys, we're going to give them bids. Like you got to get thirty forty man pledge classes. And so there's definitely a thing of I feel like in the local area, there's a lot more of a care, but in the, in the, in the bigger area, there's a lot more like understanding of how it is, is like a, a bigger organization. For sure. And then your, your experience with going with transferring to the big school mm-hmm. on, a, like um, a, on a lighter note, how does like, how did the social scene compare? That it doesn't like yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't even compare. No, so our whenever I was a part of the organization at uh, at Arkansas, maybe one of the biggest parties that was there was this my freshman year. It was called the uh, it was just called Jersey Bash. It was just called Jersey Bash, and sim- sim- most frat party you can think of, just jerseys. People come in with their, uh, you know, it, I think it was BYOB too. Like, you know, nothing was going on, no social dues, none of that. And there's maybe 350 people in this like four person house and then come here. And I mean, a normal party here, uh, I will, I will say that our organization does get well-respected for our, for our parties because there's a lot of time put into them. Um, you know, probably, um, probably around 800, 900 people come in and out that door, if not in the, in, not in the thousandish range, depending on just depending on the, the night. And so the social aspect is different. You know, I didn't have, you know, to run down a week, in this organization, you know, Monday is your recovery day. Tuesday, you got two dollar Tuesday, and then you you come back and you go have a social with a with a sorority. Wednesday, you have uh, frats actually party on Wednesdays up here. So Wednesdays you party. I don't know how that is at other schools. I've never understood that one, but for uh, so for us, what we used to do on Wednesdays was we used to call it Pirate Wednesdays because back in the day. What the uh, what the people before us did was that the original tradition was you drink only rum, and then that just kind of evolved into just drink anything. But we still called it pirates, and then mm-hmm. just like the the name stuck out because the organization name, yeah, saying say, say pirates with it, it sounds like it's like Coca Cola. Yeah, it does. It does. We actually we we we've been talking about having one of those one of those events. That's going to be. That was originally going to be the uh, the party in, I think, two or three weeks. And uh, it got changed to, like, uh, some like, Crimson and Cream 
party or something like that. I don't know. But Krispy no, Kreme? Like Crimson Cream. Crimson and Cream. Like the color oh, below you. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Now Krispy Kreme, you just let all you just let all the really the really fat fat ones come in. And then uh Okay, that's that's honestly more clean than what I was thinking. I was thinking Krispy Kreme, and I was I was picturing oh, I was picturing like more dirty stuff, but I don't even need to get into that. No, we're uh, good. We, we can we can we can leave <laughs> we can leave I some can, to be that out. I can leave that out. So on a scale of one to ten, um, how like how the the party scene compares? What would you say UARC Fort Smith is? You arc Fort Smith. It sounds weird to say it that way, but that's just like the easiest way to say it, I think. Yeah. Versus like that's... OU. Would would you say like six out of ten you, versus uh Ar- like Arkansas? Uh, if that makes it it's Arkansas Fort Smith, but I'll probably just always say Arkansas. Is it like UAFS? Yeah, UAFS. So basically it's like if if you've ever been a part of a college where there's like like at OU there's OU Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you are like when I graduate, like I'll have like my degree would have a UR stamp on it. And I, I technically had like UARC student pass stuff, but I just went to like us, like a smaller location. And so, so um, at that school, then are people like Razorback fans though? Oh, insane amount. And I, okay. I don't think they're, I, I could probably die on, on the hill that I don't think there is a team that has a more loyal fan base than the Razorbacks in college sports. Nebraska? No, man. Like Nebraska will at least let you know that like, Nebraska. Their team sucks. I mean, we're going up to Nebraska. I'm going up to Nebraska in three days, dude. You're, I'm, I'm I'm telling you, they. So I mean, they're they're a little bit bitter with us because we beat them like eight years in a row, but Mm -hmm. because like Oklahoma, it's like they have like the Big Twelve history, like from Nebraska. I'm sure you'll have a good experience. Yeah, they the guys came down last year from from the organization, came down and um, they they pulled up here. There's about seven eight deep of them. And uh, it was it was called the rematch of the game of the century because OU Nebraska had um, one of the one of the games it was the game of the century. Nebraska actually won that one, and then on our rematch we won. And so Nebraska is like their fans will will. I mean, I don't think there's been a game since they rebuilt their stadium where they haven't sold it out. Well, I think they're almost. To- I think they're almost like a twenty-year span of always selling out their stadium. No, it's like it's like a it goes back to like the seventies of sellouts. I'm pretty sure it's like the really? longest streak. But I mean, that that is not, insane. I, not, I can give it to you. I can not, see Nebraska. Not as, trying as, to as chirp them too much, but what they do is they basically have every seat in the stadium gets automatically bought out by like bots, and then they get resold, and they call it a sellout. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotcha. go to the you go to the game. It's not packed completely. Yeah, there's, they, there's going to be some spots for sure. It's so. a sellout, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, okay. anyways, though, Nebraska fans are loyal, but I can see Arkansas fans being loyal too. They are. I mean, they will. You know, it is it is hard to to be in that area and not be not be a uh, you know not hear Woo Pig at least a couple times a day. Sure. And just you know, I talk with a guy from our organization, um, back in back over there, and. You know, he he's die hard that every year, like Arkansas is like a oh, they're we're a top ten team, and there's and they, I mean, they've always been they recruiting wise, dude, their recruiting class always stands above, you know, what they're what they actually put out. You know, it's insane. You know, basketball, um, a fun fact of uh, basketball, football, baseball, all great, but they're I don't know if you've ever heard about Arkansas track, but their track team, 
if I'm not mistaken, I think Arkansas has the most national championships across all SEC programs. Because of their track. They their track team has so what's called like you know like in the in Kentucky Derby stuff where like if you win all the big three races you get like the uh the triple crown. Sure. If you know okay, well that's the thing in that. In 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 track and NCAA track, there's a thing for that called a triple crown as well, where you win the big three competitions. Only five colleges have ever done it. Four of them only won it once. I think Arkansas has won it like six or seven times. Wow. They're no, their coach, their the head coach uh, for when it when it started when they became like the big dogs, just recently passed away, mm-hmm. and so it was it was a big it was a big thing. They had a whole ceremony. I actually went to it, and um, they had this whole like little not candlelight virgil but like this whole thing on campus for them and i mean they probably have over probably close to 100 national championships with just you know maybe it's 70 it's probably like 70 area with just the arkansas track team wow so when you went to school there were you a razorback fan no never in my life will you catch me in some <laughs> razorback shit i mean the colors right. the colors are pretty similar you could they if are you, they are very if close. you wore the colors without any logos or team names yeah they would think they think but uh, no, never, never once. I went to a few games. I went to Arkansas, Bama, uh, about two or three years back. How far is Arkansas, that from Fayetteville? Ar- what? How far is it from Fayetteville? Fayetteville to to Bama or Fayetteville to where my college Fort was? Smith. Uh, probably like a twenty five minute drive. Oh, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, go up for game days all the time. Tailgate. Continue your story. Um, You're playing Bama. Yeah, so they were playing Bama. Went over there, and we knew knew we were gonna knew knew they were gonna lose. So I mean, I didn't care either way. I was just there to see some fucking like hardhead, you know, it's SEC football. It's a, it, if you don't have a team to watch in the fight, it's a, it's the best time. Went there, got to meet some of the guys from uh, the Bama, the Bama organization and uh, great, great human beings over there too. And uh, I mean, they, they just talk shit. Cause they knew like, what are we going to do? Talk shit as like supposed Razorback fans. And uh, it was a great time. Now I, I, I like watching Arkansas football. I do root for them in the SEC. But here, I mean, here in a year, you know, OU is going to be an SEC school. So there goes that. There goes that whole modem too. Well, in the meantime, if like if if uh if OU was to play Arkansas in the bowl game, I'm sure you'd probably oh, have some boomer sooner. You, I'm sure you'd have like some people that you'd meet up with from your old school to go to the game, mm-hmm. possibly. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about it because they played Texas last year, and I went up for the Texas game, and I was like, "Y'all are gonna get stomped by Texas," and they beat Texas. And I was like, "Shit." And then, uh, no, I, I go, and, I meet an up with OU them. fan rooting. Well, like, well, you got to think about rooting how good it for Texas. It, we just had this conversation yesterday and not yesterday, last, last game day on Saturday, Texas played Bama. I don't know if you got to watch the game. Great. Was a great game. When you don't know who to root for in the area of, okay, Bama's, you know, we were ranked six at the time. Bama's ranked one. They lose to Texas. They're not going to drop out of the top four. It's impossible to ever see Bama drop out of the it's top a, four. Now, it's, like, it's about the rankings. Mm-hmm. It was a thing of if we if Texas beats Bama, we go to OU Texas in three weeks of that, four weeks of that time. We beat Texas. We're sitting on our high throne as the big dogs. Like that's just how it goes through. And it, we were talking about it. It's, it. It was rough to to I in a way, you know, I didn't want Texas to win, and I damn sure didn't want Bama to win. But uh, you know, it was it was a rough thing, but I chose the Texas side, and there for a while it lo- was looking good until, you know, right there Fi- at the end. Until fifteen seconds were left on the clock. Mm-hmm. 
I mm-hmm. was okay. That's deeper than what I was going to say. I was going to say you're just going to support uh, some other team from the Big Twelve. That's what that's what I was thinking. But no, no it's, I, it's deeper. I, it's deeper than that. I never. Here's what here's here's what my dad instilled in me about college football. He goes, and he talks about Texas, talks about OSU, goes because those are the big rivalries for OU. He goes, you never want a cheer like you never want to cheer them on to do good, because all it does is make them look better. You know, it's like in any way, and I, and it sucked to say that. Um, you know, I you know I'm never anytime Texas plays, I want Texas to lose. It's just that was the one time that I could think of where this would be great for Texas to win. A prove the SEC isn't isn't all that, because I mean, as Big Twelve guys, I mean, and you're you're a Big Ten guy, you know, you got some you got some great college history over in uh in football there, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm right. So you got some great college football history over there, you know, you got you got to hold you got to hold your balls at some point and be like, hey, the SEC hasn't always been the, you know, been the best college conference, you know. You see, I mean, not to get too deep into the weeds of it, I. Personally, I think the Big Ten is a tougher conference just from the sake of they have more AAU schools that are ranked nationally. And so because of that, they have a smaller pool of candidates they can recruit from, but yet they still compete toe-to-toe most of the time Mm -hmm. with these SEC schools who they have that entire pool they can recruit from. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a bit more complicated. Maybe I'm making it more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah. I'm just saying that the the Big Ten schools have to take kids that may that have a higher academic standard. I mean, that's why I think that like the best coach in the Big Ten. I'm not going to say like Jim Harbaugh or Ryan Day. I would say Northwestern's coach, uh, Pat Fitzgerald, because Northwestern is one of the toughest schools in the country to get into. It's one of the pu- best public universities. I'm pretty sure the admission rate is like eleven percent. No shit. He has to take kids that can get into that 11% admission rate and make college-level athletes who are going there and hopefully mm-hmm. putting up a close game against teams like Iowa, teams like Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State. And no, I think sometimes – I agree. I think sometimes, like, especially people in SEC forget how, you know, how easy it is for, for them to – for them, A, to recruit, but B, like, you know, there's no, there's very few SEC schools where you see that have this, this great educational program backing it too. You know, like these kids, you know, a lot of these kids got to know, like, like great, you go to Bama, you're gonna get a national ring, you're gonna get a, you're you're gonna get a national title in your four years there. Like right now, it's almost confirmed. But I think a lot of times they gotta understand also, like, hey buddy, if you're not like one of the top hundred players in the nation right now, like you're not going NFL. Like you gotta. You got to also think about your future. And that's what, you know, we see a lot of good guys. That's why, you know, I always, you see, we, we see a lot of people go to Oregon a lot for that, for the idea of Oregon is a, Oregon is a great academic school as well, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a lot of areas. So, and they've, they've been able to maintain that, that, that peak of, they're still a great college football team. They're still a co- great college team, you know, and um, also be able to maintain the academic part. So that's what hopefully at some point a lot, a lot more, people do is that you know football shouldn't you know as a kid who never never had to worry about going to college for football like that wasn't you know i think i hope that there's more people that understand that like academics play way more into a part of it than than it ever will yeah i think it depends really just like what like what somebody wants to do like if somebody i would say if somebody has like let's just say the academics to 
get into Michigan, but they have the athleticism that their top three schools are like Michigan, Bama, and let's just say like USC or Oregon. Mm-hmm. I would say if they can academically get into any of those schools, Bama's probably not the best choice for them. If if you want to go all in on your career as an athlete, yeah. sure, go to Bama. But if you're looking yeah. to have that worst case scenario, that like that degree to back you up, I mean, I'm sure that the SEC has a powerful alumni base. Pretty much any powerful power power five school is going to uh, have has, something like that. Has like a big alumni base where they they maybe they, they recruit you or a job's willing to hire you. I mean, like my, my last job moving down here, they're Michigan alumni, but they saw that I was from the Big Ten. I always got along with the boss. Always had good conversations with him. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure that deep down that played a part in why why the, why I was hired. Definitely is. I think when they see the whole, you know, for me, like the Big 12, and soon, soon it'll be SEC, which is kind of weird. But when they see that Big 12, you know, you know, name under, under the, you know, under the, your degree, or they see like your college is a Big 12 college, especially in the Texas, you know, this like Southwest area, Texas, um, you know, even, we actually have a lot of people out in the Cali area too that come from um, OU in Texas specifically, but a lot of the places, you know, you, I feel like there's so much more, you know, almost respect that they have for you just being there. Not that they're not that it it's hundred percent willing and deserved, but they just they they were a part of the time. They want to keep that legacy. You know, I'm all and if I was in a hiring position, if I see someone who has, you know, OU or you know, especially UT because UT is a great college for academics. It, it is one of the best. Um, it's probably the best academic college in the Big 12. And it, it hurts to say that. I know that I know as now in my senior year, like, you know, being so close to professors that we look at what UT does in their academic program and judge off what they do sometimes. It's a good school. It is. It's great. You, you, you have to give respect where it's due. No, 100%. I would, I would be upset if if my kid ends up going to UT from a, from a bias standpoint. But, <laughs> you know, no, especially if they get into the business college there. I think the business college there requires like a 32, 33 almost ACT score to get in there. Wow. Uh, so they, they're very strict. So, you know, would be, would be upset. You know, you can't ever, you couldn't ever wear the colors around me, but I'd be happy to see him there. Couldn't, couldn't complain if he went there. Absolutely. Okay. We kind of got back uh, off, off track a little bit there. Original question. Yeah. Uh, Five, one to ten party ranking Fort Smith. One to ten ranking OU. Uh, Fort Smith, maybe a three. OU, good, good seven and a half to eight, depending on depending on the year. So I've I've had some great ones where I've went to, um, you know we you know spit day stuff. You know we've uh, back in the day, you know we've had like little Dicky. Uh, we actually had Young Dolph uh, my freshman year, uh, or my year I transferred here. Um, you know, RIP now. Um, we've had Chase the Money. We've had uh, Made in Tokyo. You know, just for bid day stuff. And we, you know, you see a lot of you see a lot of big, big events that are hosted here. And fraternities work with each other to host parties, host tailgates. Um, I think the tailgate scene here is a lot different than anywhere else. So, yeah. I, I, and what is the tailgate scene there exactly? So tailgates here is is so is so much fo- focused on the bar scene for alumni if you're an if you're like you know an undergrad and you're in a house then you're tailgating at the house you're waking up you're tailgating at the house you're having die out in the front yard is you're having 
uh, is OU the just? I'll let you get right back to that. But is OU uh, the school a school that has like the Greek houses in the same area? So they're they're actually split between two. There's North Greek and there's South Greek. South Greek is all just Greek life. It is just Greek people. North Greek has like like where my row is. It is a sorority to our left, fraternity to our right fraternity behind us, fraternity to our right behind us, sorority a little bit further back. But South Creek is like almost like a U shape where it's, you know, sororities, fraternities, it's like that. And, and are, so are either of those near like the stadium? No. So North Creek is more towards the stadium. Actually, when you walk out of this house, it's a straight line to the stadium, which is great for our tailgates. So we get a lot of people pulling up for that because when you when you've done had when you've done gone through your kegs the the beer and the alcohol is gone it's a straight shot to the game how far of a walk maybe four minutes oh that's yeah that's nothing mm-hmm. yeah, super you, super easy you said that's sort of near the stadium that is the stadium yeah no it is it is you you walk basically um almost like across campus but not really um because we we North Creek is on campus basically South Creek is like a little off campus. But no, when you walk out of when you walk out of this house, it's a straight dart there. Yeah, that's so it's, it's great. That's nothing. So, like for our our tailgates, uh, I'll just I I guess I'll give you a kind of a map of what the what the frat house setup is like. So, you have the frat circle, which is on the west side of the river. You have the mm-hmm. frat row, which is on the east side of the river. Our house is on the frat circle on the west side. The frat circle is a little bit closer to the stadium. I would say you're probably still looking at a 25 minute, 20, 25 minute walk to the stadium. If your house mm-hmm. is on the east side, you're looking at like a 30, 40 minute walk to the stadium. Oh, so wow. what, 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 what organizations would do is that they'd normally pair up, whether that's like two and two or a triangular, like we did a triangular tailgate one year and there's houses right by the stadium. So the stadium's in a very residential area actually like there's lots around it for people park rvs park their cars the frat scene is that there's houses literally across the street from the stadium you have these frat parents that rent out the house or or they pay some uh i don't want to say pay ransom but they basically just like give Mm -hmm. give some uh charitable donations to the people that live in these houses to basically just destroy the destroy the backyard and yeah just it's just a total shit show and the furthest if if you can get one of those tailgates that are right there the furthest walk you'll have is same thing what you're talking about like five minutes maximum yeah. to get to the stadium yeah yeah no tailgates there's a there's a lawn out back and that's where you'll see a lot of uh non-greek organizations and sometimes when there's like alumni organiz- organizations or alumni members that are hosting one they'll be there so that's where you'll get like the big tents and stuff like that um, but most of the time, a lot of the the, the frats will has will have it in, in in their own house, and so the tailgate situation is it's not it's in no way is it a top tier one. I in no way put it on you know you know you hear about colleges like South Carolina, you know most SECs, Bama. I mean tailgating there has got to be insane. Here I would I would give tailgating ranking about a seven point two. Still so, good. Get you get you excited for the game, especially being a part of like you know a good a good football program. Get you real excited for the game. 
Um, but in no way is it is tailgating, you know, the godsend of everything here. So it sounds like the frats pretty much just like throw darties and then that's the basically. Tailgate. Sometimes you'll see a few things thrown out there. We've had some, uh, we've had like bouncy houses and castles and slides bullshit pull up. And we've had like, um, we've had party themed dart like tailgates, but it, it is basically a darty. Some, some of the house, some of the frats that have party houses by the stadium, like some satellite houses, they'll have little buy-in houses for like the seniors um, that they'll go there. We actually, there's sometimes you'll see senior only like tailgates. And so if you're not a senior, you're not getting into them. Mm. And so that was, that was a pretty cool thing. I've gotten to go to a few of those. Um, it's a lot of fun, but usually I'll be here. Cause I mean, there's free beer here. Okay. So you, you made the ranking on the, the scale of like the one to 10, another mm-hmm. scale, regardless of like how, how lit or how dead it is at, uh, OU scale of one to 10, where would you rank it on like a, if it's if it's more house party focused or bar focused, would you say like it's a one completely focused on house parties or slash frat parties or like a 10 focused completely on bars? Well, the way I would put it more at a seven where bars, a little bit, little bit more bars, a little bit more bars where the thing is, if you host a party on a Friday, you will still get a good couple hundred people come to your event. Maybe even maybe even in the thousand, but what they're gonna do is if you start at nine ish ten o'clock, they're gonna use that hour and a half two hours to pregame for the bars. That everything you're saying so far, it sounds literally like it's Norman, right? Mm-hmm. It sounds like Norman and Iowa City are almost almost the exact same. Obviously, like those, those tailgates yeah. I'm talking about are satellite houses, and I would say we're maybe like a little bit more bar focused. I'd say like an eight possibly like a nine, but mm-hmm. same situation. You can throw a party on the weekends. People are going to go to it, but a lot yeah. of people use it as a pregame. Well, we used to have, I don't know if this is a big thing everywhere else. I, this is the only culture I've heard that does it, but we used to have um, house checks on Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays. And so if you had any type of alcohol in your house that could be seen by IFC, you got a strike. And after three strikes, you were kicked off campus. So it was OUS. Just- dry uh campus or dry greek it was it was a dry greek for a long time they actually just got rid of it this semester thank god but what had happened was uh, a lot of years back maybe over a decade ago uh, a fraternity had killed this pledge um by heavy heavy alcohol drinking and uh it was known it was known as his name i won't say it for you know be to be kind to the person in the organization but um they uh, it was known as his, it was his as his role or his law for the longest time because you know if they had those checks things like that wouldn't happen, and so they put checks on the housing and just you know what they would do is before COVID, um, what I heard was they would come through look through the house and look in specific rooms sometimes if they heard noise and stuff, they saw alcohol in there you're gonna check, and then now what they do is a Zoom call where you pick up a Zoom call walk around the house blah 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 but we've gotten it we've thrown sometimes Thursday parties and gotten checks and so we had to you know it, it was the quickest i've ever seen a group of people move stuff we had the whole party set up in five minutes we had to tear it down move everyone to the basement and they went around and did these checks and so it is a it is it's a it was a shitty thing and that's what i think made it more bar focused because not everyone wants to party on tuesdays wednesdays thursdays you know right 
and there and there's so many bar days too like if my organization hosts an event on tuesday i'm going to two dollar tuesday instead of coming here right that makes uh yeah it makes complete sense we so that was actually a thing that i'm i'm glad you mentioned it because we had a similar situation so this was spring semester 2017 uh I don't know if the guy was a pledge or just recently initiated, but there was some guy from an organization. He died at formal uh, just from, you know, being on multiple substances, unfortunate situation. So the university made a a similar thing. It was like a moratorium where any social event that involves alcohol was going to just be immediate suspension. Not like you're kicked off, but you're you're suspended. So what happened was that of course, like frats are still going to be frats. They're going to throw, mm-hmm. they're going to throw socials. They're going to host stuff. Is that, but it had to be low key. And it was yeah. like, it's basically like if, if girls are coming to the parties, don't be posting on your snap story. That's, Oh, alpha pi Sigma beta, whoever you're talking about. Don't be posting yeah. that they're lit AF on your snap story. Cause that's, that's not, yeah, you're going to get us in trouble. Yeah, and, and the the thing is that with the tailgates and with going to the bars, is that the if the cops body cam showed more than it was it was either more than two or more than three brothers faces of the same organization, then that was classified as a quote unquote social. You're and kidding me. It was stupid strict. That's insane. The the, the, I mean, the pre- I, I, the president for the Division of Student Life, I believe they went to Ohio State. So hats off to you, Buckeyes. Best of luck. That's insane. I, in, in a way, like, as now I'm, an, you know, an older guy about to get out of here, I understand their worry. You know, you, 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 you want the college to be safe for everyone. You lose – we actually – an organization last year had a uh, – had a had a uh, had a senior senior member die at at our at OU Texas. Um, he they had a they had a bar tab on like the 16th story of this hotel, and uh, if you can if you can get where I'm getting from this, just ended up falling off of it. Wow! And it was I mean we we had a whole we had a whole thing about should you know should frats be allowed to do formals? Is this a, is this an organization problem? Is this a social problem? And it came down to the thing of like. You know, they figured out, like, obviously, like, you know, t- you know, much love to him, his family, you know, a terrible, terrible accident. But it is in one point, you know, you, ha- you have to have your own responsibilities in yourself. Of course. You, know, you have to have that type of, you know, you have to understand where you're at. You know, you can't be if you're someone who likes to run around and do all this stuff then you can't be getting hammered on the 16th floor. And not that in any way, you know, not to in any way badmouth him, the organization, because it's a, it's a terrible accident. And, you know, I have great, great friends in that organization and I know it's still messing up today, but. You know, that's one of those things that a lot of times you, people got to people got to plan a little bit more ahead of those types of things. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, oh, you Texas, it's it's a great time. But now, you know, now I think for the next year or two, that's for all of us who 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 knew that about that. I think that's something that we think about when we're planning it. You know, but I mean, it's still you know not to ruin OU Texas. OU Texas is a great great time, and I'm so excited. I'm super excited for it. It's gonna be great. We're going to put in that area, but I'm okay. also now going to crack a beer. So we're through with the rum and coke. Yeah. So. Crack it right into the mic, like lift it up. And oh, I don't know which, I don't know which ear it does. It then. Is it this one? I think they I both have, I think they both have mics in them. 
Well, we can just craft it like right here. I don't know if that oh. one works or not. If we can do it, we have we have two. We can do a second one. I'm not afraid to drink two beers. Yeah, if only you could toss me one through the camera. I think I'm out of yeah. booze right now, but that's that's fine. Well, I stole this from I stole this from the party that's going on downstairs. So yeah, I don't want you to miss out on too much of that. Uh, so we uh, can I'm not try. Too worried about it. I'm just gonna go down there and talk to a few talk to a few of the guys, hang out for a little bit, and then come up here probably watch maybe go yeah. to bed. So we actually had like a. For, so a part of the, our moratorium was that formals uh, also could not be out of town. I don't know if that moratorium is still there or what, but you had to do them in town. And like, that's, that's no fun. That's terrible. No, yeah, I couldn't imagine a formal in the city of Norman. So uh, another thing that like kind of uh, reminded me to reach out to you about doing this podcast is that you also are on the frat TikTok game. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what's um what what is your response to like do you get a lot of people that are also commenting on your stuff talking about uh like grow up or your yeah, stuff being stupid I, or so I get depending on which account I use, so I have like you know I have my own personal one that I make some every once in a while I'll put some stuff. And a lot of it is more fraternity centered and a lot of it sometimes does focus around the organization itself um but at the same time it's like it's it's talking about stuff that like when people use like you know grow up like blah, 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 like you're you know you're a senior or like you know for you know some people are like oh like you you're graduated that you know whatever you hear about like and especially in comedy like greek life provides so much of a of a basis for things Right. And it, 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 there's so, like, there's so many funny stories I can think of that happened just because I was in Greek life. And when you hear about, like, you know, not, not every story has to be Greek life, but there's Greek life in some way probably has a function of how I got to that thing. And so I talk a lot about, um, you know, pledges. I think a lot, I think that's something we both, every once in a while, you'll see both of us talk about it a lot. It's like, you know, pledges doing stupid stuff or some stupid stuff we did as pledges um you know activities stuff like that and people it's usually people who aren't in greek life who are out there making fun of it and it's like every single time it's not most time it's every time yeah it's like you you know why like what's what's the point and if you don't like comedy if i don't like what someone says in a tiktok i don't go in and be like oh well blah 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 you know i don't get there's no reason to get you know upset about it just move on and so, it's yeah. like, I, and it, it happens so much more on Greek life stuff and fraternity stuff than I see anything else. No, ex- you're exactly right about that. So I, I have a great example. So I don't know if you got the chance to see it or yet, but I have a TikTok that I posted yesterday. Last I checked, it's at like 350,000 views. Yeah, I have seen it. I have seen it. It's the one joking around about like doing the elephant walk. Yeah, and, you know, I never did the elephant walk, but that's just one of those things where in Greek life, you know what the elephant walk is. It's mm-hmm. something that's it's, it's like a, it's like a rumor that just like slides around. It's one uh, of those funny things to joke about. Yeah, and you have people in the comments that are like, "Oh, bro, you look like you liked it," or blah blah blah. Yeah. There was one guy that I knew from high school who commented on it. He's like, "Dude, you're 25." And I mean, 
judging by the fact that I have over like 40,000 likes on it ratio, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like this guy also, he was, he was following me on TikTok, never for over a year, well over a year. Never once do I remember him ever liking a TikTok of mine. Maybe, maybe one time ever. But mm-hmm. long story short, this guy was following me on TikTok for the purpose of just being able to hate on my content when I uploaded it. Dude, it's just people. I wish people had more of a thing of. I, I and I mean it's been said for years, but people hate to see, like success. Because it's, I don't know what the thing is. And it's like, it can be the smallest thing in the world. Like I could have one TikTok blow up and someone not like something about it and say it's Greek life oriented. And it the comment have nothing to do with, with what the what the actual video is about. Like I'll post something like, you know, like, talk, like maybe even like being like talking about a good thing that I did in Greek life or something like that. Or just making fun of like a common thing in Greek life. And someone come on and be talk about like, oh, well, I don't go to Greek life parties because they like to rape people. And it's like, what, where's your correlation to what we're talking about? And it's like, people just, people find some, people will always find something to, to, to nag on. And it's like, you know, there's always going to be someone who just doesn't like something, I guess. No, I think like the example that a lot of people go to is they say, if you talk about it's what it seems like a lot of the time, if you talk about Greek life, especially like, so it's just, it's just a character I'm portraying online. It's just content that I'm making for entertainment purposes. But people like, I mean, one of the biggest comments that I used to see back in the day is people would say, man straight peaked in college. And it's either like you peaked at a certain time. They're either saying that you peaked or they're saying like, a uh, man got made fun of in high school or something. And it's like, wh- where are you going to, where are you going to draw the line on that? Either like he's at, he was at the bottom or either he was at the top. Like if you make, Dude, con- yeah, people, if you make people, content about like self-improvement, people be like, LOL guy got made fun of all through college or in high school, blah, blah, blah. But then if you make content about like stuff in the past, even like, as I'm talking about just joking around, they're like, man peaked. Then yeah, you, like when you people, click on their profile, and it's somebody that has no videos, no followers. Yeah, someone who who isn't doing shit in life, you know. <laughs> and that's what I think you'll you never see the really successful people hating on other people, and and in any in any stance. And successful can be what you want. Like for me, like um on a, on the the yik. I don't know if you I don't know if you use yik yak or if a lot of people listen to this. I, I assume if people are in college, they know yik yak. Um, or even in big cities now, but Yik Yak is one of the things that I do, and I use it on my or I use it on TikTok. And I would just post TikToks about Yik Yaks that I think are funny, so more people can see them. And the amount of like hate comments, I actually got one one time. This is I don't know if this counts as a hate comment, but this was about an organization on campus. They are known for what is called uh fucking their wall. So when you're pledging them, there's a hole in their basement where pledges have to quote unquote fuck the wall. What Confir- all that confirmed means, or just a rumor? It's been a rumor for twenty five years and every year it stays around. And like the pledges will make jokes like, yeah, we really love our house, like insinuating that. <laughs> and so in no way can I confirm it. I've never seen it and I've never you know, I have no proof of it. 
but it's it's such a long-standing rumor that it's it's something that everyone makes fun of. And so this organization, as someone said, quote, organization was at the teardown of the Bar- of the Berlin Wall. They didn't know what was going on. They just wanted to fuck the wall again. Great, great yik yak. Great humor. That's like a perfect joke. Because every single word in that joke needs to be there for it to work. There's nothing missing out. It's great. It's a perfect joke. Posted on my yik yak, or posted on TikTok about the yik yak. And their organization reaches out to me personally and says, if I don't take down that, that video, they're going to seek a defamation a lawsuit. Crazy. Crazy, like- crazy shit. And they, I mean, they have the money. They are a rich, rich fraternity. They, uh, their, their alumni donated one point. He was a, he was a multi, multi-billionaire. He donated to them, I think $16 million. Oh, that's, that's ridiculous. That's insane. Couldn't. Love, love my organization. I don't know if they'll ever get sixteen million dollars out of me. Depends how, uh, depends how crazy rich I am one day. Yeah, maybe if the Pay Your Dues podcast be- makes you a billionaire, we you can talk some, you can talk some sense. Once that becomes the Pay Your Dues network, but I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to wink at the future too much. Uh, yeah. One thing about TikTok, though, I mean, maybe you'll, maybe you could agree with me on this. This is kind of like a joking question. So right now, I have I think seven hundred and 5760 followers in total. Mm-hmm. I have over 250,000 total likes and mm-hmm. I have over I have eight views that have over 100,000 views on them. Some of them have mm-hmm. like one of them has like 750,000. Most of them are a few hundred thousand but eight total with over 100,000. Mm-hmm. How many more followers do you think I would have accumulated by now if I was a female? Oh, a female talking, you know, in the, in the area of comedy you were at, um, Greek, like, dude, I, I, and as a fraternity man, I feel like people, like when girls talk about Greek life, dudes just flock to that. Like you'll see tons of girls who will just make fun of fraternities on TikTok and they get no hate. Everyone laughs about it. The girl's like, haha, yeah. And then they blow up. I, I follow tons of girls on tiktok who that's what that's what their comedy is I, you know I'm, i i really enjoy watching greek on tiktok so i follow a lot of people on it i would say your style of comedy because it still it, it has it's not too dark it doesn't go too too crazy where you're you're saying some outlandish shit you know you're not andrew tating it up i guess as, as some people now they <laughs> might put it um i could see you being able to make i could see you at least being able to make money off of your account by now I would think that if I was a woman, I would probably be in the six figures for followers right now. Maybe that's exaggerating, but I think I'd be mm-hmm. close. Well, you got if you're an attractive woman, and that's that's something that some you know, relative relatively relatively attractive. Attra- if you're above a six and a, a six and a half, maybe a seven and a half. Well, because I'm gonna be honest, like I don't know how many TikToks you've had that have just like blown up with going viral. I've had, as I said, multiple that have hundreds of thousands of views and not trying to sound too creepy, but if I get like a bunch of likes, sometimes I just like go through the likes, see who's liking it. Oh, mm-hmm. she's looking kind of cute from that pic. You want to click on the bio, see, mm-hmm. see, see what her content is. Anyways, long story short, a lot of these profiles, these girls have only, maybe tens of thousands of likes yet they still have like 
tens of thousands of followers. Followers. Whereas mm-hmm. I have hundreds of thousands of likes, not even a thousand followers. No, I I get you. So on a, I've had a on the Yik Yak account. Um, not my personal one. My personal one hasn't had any any like crazy crazy ones. But on the Yik Yak account, I've had about five videos do a mil plus. I've had one that's done three and a half mil views and like six hundred thousand likes. It's crazy. I have over. I think I have over like one point four million likes in the account because of just because of like two crazy TikToks. That's lit. But that's what people because like it's 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 straight disrespecting someone and that's what people love to see and that's why it gets so many likes. And uh, I'll have like verified people people with million plus followers comment on tiktoks and all this and talk about it and so i've seen that before and it's like i i and i agree i'll go through and i'll look at a lot of those comments and like if i see like some girl who her profile picture she's looking kind of nice like i'll just go check it out and like they haven't even posted the video and they got like three four thousand followers on off of just their profile off of just the prof pick it's 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 insane. I, I in no way do I ever say do I think, um, you know, women have women have it completely. Easy. There's nothing that they ever have to do in the world. There, you know, obviously some bullshit. Um, there's there are some bad things. Social media. But when it comes to the social aspect, women have it easier. <laughs> and and they all they all and something I always hear is like, well, we have to we have to put up the front of makeup, and it we have to you know we have to look good. And it's like, that's just like if you were going out on a Saturday night, like you're putting in as much effort as if you want to go to the bars. Right. And, and they're like, you know, and, you know, body shaming, stuff like that. I get it. Sometimes people, people are way too far on, on, on the internet because they're, they, what, what repercussions are going to have? It's the internet. Right. But keyboard, in my personal warriors. opinion, and I, yeah, in my personal opinion, may sound, may sound like a piece of shit for it. I would be fine if every day of my life someone woke up and said, you're a fat fuck, and then I got a $200 paycheck for every single time someone said it. That would I would be more than happy. 200 bucks a day is a decent living. That's, that's like – Yeah, just for being called hey, – I'm not trying to go crazy out, you know, thousands of dollars. 200 bucks extra a day just for someone to type on their keyboard that I'm a fat fuck? <laughs> I don't give a fuck less. Ugly dude, they can say whatever they need to say about me if they're handing me two hundred dollars at the end of the day. What does that annualize to? That's like sixty, seventy k, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Two hundred bucks a day will probably be, if it's if it's non-taxed, I guess you'll probably be looking at around two sixty. I think two sixty k. No, it'd be, it'd probably be in the three hundred k range. I, is it that high? No, no, not three hundred k. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I I were I I was thinking thousand. Um. Yeah, you'd be in about the seventy-five k range. That is before taxes. That's that. well. That's well enough. That that's. Yeah, extra. That's an extra seventy-five k. Whatever you're doing as your day to day. But and that's what like, these people are making like, you know, some TikToks take a lot of time. These people who do these crazy TikToks take a lot of time. People who get on here, they do a dance. They have to take ten minutes to learn to dance. They post a dance, not to talk bad on them. Hey, get your fucking money, buddy. I would love to be able to do that. But then they go and it's like TikTok is such a hard job. Shut the fuck up. Bullshit. Like shut up. Bullshit. Shut. The, like I sit here, I make TikToks. I have to come up with these funny ass ideas for some videos. You're taking another creator's like dance, you know, dance credit bullshit, doing it, and then you're making money off it. You're getting products sent to you. You're getting um, like all this shit, and you're telling me how hard it is to, do, and you have to take a break from TikTok. Shut the fuck These up, These women's bro. TikToks that I'm talking about where they have half the likes of me, but yet 
10x the followers. They're not even yeah. like making they're not even dancing. They're literally just taking a song and just lip syncing along to it. And and then people are like, oh, she's good looking. Yeah. I'll follow dude, men men have to be I think so I don't think it's ever been a debate, but men have to be the horniest like individual like twenty to forty year old men have to be some of the horniest people <laughs> that I think God has ever let exist on this earth. They're all sex deprived like, from their from their marriage and everything. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's insane <laughs> to think about the like p- people are donating to these these people who are millionaires donating to their Patreons, their OnlyFans, and then there's hardworking people out here that are, you know, they, they're, like, you know, just coming around, like, having a good time. And these people, like, they're already millionaires, some billionaires on this TikTok. Why the fuck are you giving them more money? That is a big respect, a big respectful thing that I will see is that pretty much every single one of these, pretty much every single one of these, like, women that have, like, all these girls that have these followers, they'll have their Instagram tagged on their profile you click on the instagram and i swear to god at least half of them in their instagram bio they have that little link tree and then you click on the link tree and it has twitter snapchat and then the only fans and it's like uh, like i'm on only fans making quality content that i have to edit and it yeah. takes me hours to do it and i Finally, I've gotten my first subscriber in the last few weeks. Shout out, Dylan, if you're listening. I love you and I appreciate you. And Dylan, the original. What, well, we'll clap what, for Dylan. Do, what do these honeys do from TikTok? They simply record themselves in the nude and upload no, it, and they make thousands per month. Yeah, and I can't. They do tens of thousands. Some of them are up in the probably a million months. Uh, what's. No, you look at people like what's her name? The Twitch. What's that? David Dobrik's friend. Oh, uh, Karina Kopp. Yeah, she made a million dollars alone her first day. I know people in this day. fucking house right now that are that are subscribed to her only. She fans. made a million dollars her first day on OF. Jeez. Uh, what's her one face? A Twitch streamer, a moron. She's making hundreds of thousands Jeez. per month. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I know she's, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I've seen them. I've seen them go on Twitter. She's the redhead before. chick. She's always Dude, on Twitch. If I, I will say this now: if I was a woman, if I was a, if I was born a woman, and I am who I am now, every man would be broken an hour if I was like above it. Not like if I was above an eight, every man would be. Broken so you're an saying hour. that if you were a woman, you would exploit yourself in OnlyFans? Exploit, dude. I would exploit every fucking part. <laughs> All right, you're, you're thinking too. Like, I would, dude, I would do OnlyFans tour shows. I would go across the country, <laughs> across the nation, just only fanning it up. If you fucking, if you have my OnlyFans subscription, you get 50% off the ticket price. Come in. Go. I, businessman, businesswoman, I would be, I'd be in there. And I would have, I'd have a beach house before <laughs> September was over. And the thing, like, so if you were doing that, would you have like any plans for like a long term relationship, or would you just be thinking like just all about that bread? I would, I would be, I would be fine in my head. And I'm maybe, and I could be wrong on this. I am fine with dating someone who is in the OnlyFans category. I, I have no problem 
in the and I you know I grew up I grew up just not giving not, ne- never really caring about any of that type of shit like sex work and stuff not growing up like when I was like 16 17 you know found out porn shit sex workers it's a job they make a ton of money good for them I would be fine with dating somebody in in that type of industry the only thing would be if they were on OnlyFans, like just getting piped out by other people. I don't know. At that point, it wouldn't it wouldn't pass. But if they're just on there, they post pictures. You know, guys fucking giving their twenty dollars, fifty dollars a month, jerking off to pigs, bro. Fuck it, dude. I'm I'm using your money to go eat at Nobu. So so, do you kind of agree with? Uh, I don't want to talk about it for too much, but with with Andrew Tate said, he said, I'm f- I would date an OnlyFans chick only if. She shared the money with me. So you're in that. Uh, are you? Are you? Man. Are you suggesting? <laughs> I'm not saying you agree with him on all on everything he says, but are you agreeing with him in that aspect of, you know, you said you're using the you said you're if using I, the money if to I eat. Was, yeah, if I was if I was in the position where I managed, because I think that's what he does is he manages like OnlyFans yeah. accounts, like, all these types of accounts. If I manage their account, yeah, I need it. I need a kickback, like. I understand that you're having you're taking the photos. It's your body, but if I'm managing it, I'm scheduling your photo shoots. I'm scheduling these videos. I'm posting it. I'm getting you more followers, getting you more OnlyFans stuff. I need a kickback. I'm not saying a hundred percent in no way as as what Andrew Tate was. I think he said he needed a hundred. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't remember that. Part. I need a thirty. I need like okay. Well, maybe I'm yeah. Probably anyways, lying. I'm just fucking lying anyways. or something. But I. I would need like a 20, 30% cutback. Not if I'm just in a relationship with them. If I'm just dating them, they do that. That's their own money. If that's their full-time job, that's their job. Now, if they want to, if, if we're going out to eat, I know she's making that type of money. Yeah. We better, we better go back and forth on who's paying. I don't, this, this whole, this whole man pay for everything shit out the window. When you have men paying you type shit. I agree with that. I was, I was, I was going to say, it's like, alternate who pays or do you just go 50 50 on everything because maybe there'd be like some dynamic where it's like when you pay then it's you you're going out for like sushi and steak but then when when she's paying you go to like mcdonald's and wendy's or is it gonna no, no I went, 50 yeah, I 50 like every that. time I only, I only get upset like every every yeah every time it, maybe it would have to be a 50 50 we pay for our own meals until you know some type of marriage or joint bank account and stuff but you know i you know i want to be making you know, hopefully I'll be making good money and I can't be mad if they're also making great money as well, you know? So I want to, I'll never be against the fact that some people can, some people have their only fans there. They're doing whatever. Great. A hundred percent great for you. But if I hear people fucking complain about like you chose that right. lifestyle, you chose to do this. You chose for your body to be put on the internet. I cannot then feel bad like you didn't think that there are terrible people in this world that would stay calm. Yeah, I would. I would kind of say the same thing. I don't. Ne- I obviously you don't want. I would not prefer somebody and OnlyFans if they're mm-hmm. not OnlyFans. You will. I would prefer some. I would prefer somebody who's not doing that. But if they are doing that, yeah. Either either I'm not paying for everything all all the time, or you need to be done with that, please. Yeah. Stop exposing no, yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. If she's if she's out there treating me nice, you know, taking me out to dinners all the time, hell, buying me a car, or some crazy shit, go crazy with it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, have have a little bit of respect for me, you know, and 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 not in a way of like you're mine, but it's like 
we share we we are sharing each other in a way right and that's that's still gonna sound bad but that's that's how i like we're sharing each other we we you know i'm not out here when i you know if i'm in a relationship i'm not out here like flirting with people boom blah 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 like i'm mine's on mine's on you that's that's me so personally but i can definitely throw that away for the idea of a fuck if she's gonna buy me a brand new car you know yeah Money, money talks way more than uh, way more than uh, most people listen. So, I mean, personally, I would say it's definitely better OnlyFans than mm-hmm. being a stripper. No, a hundred percent, it definitely is better that way. Because, like, be, being a stripper, the thing is that, like, if you go out in public in your area, you might run into somebody who's seen them in the area, and it's like, whoa. But whereas, like, OnlyFans, everything's virtual, everything's online. Mm-hmm. I, there's the possibility that there might be somebody in the area who subscribed, but they're not going to be able to confirm it. They might have an idea like, oh, I think, is that so-and-so? Is that, um, so I think that 100%, like, as long as you, like, there's definitely some creeps on the internet who will reach out, trying, and I, it's going to happen. Like, you hear it all the time. People are going to reach out, try and get a hold of, you know, they're going to see like this stuff. They're going to think, Oh, I could, I could hit up this person. I can get with this person. And I think that is in any type of that work, like any type of what, what I call sex work and only fans fits in that a lot of ways. You're going to have people who do that. You're going to have people who, and it happens all the time. There's no way it doesn't happen. Um, you know, even people who do like people who just post like model stuff, people who just model stuff online all the time. They do that stuff. And so it happens all the time with them. And yeah. so it's definitely one of those things I feel like people wor- don't know that worry going in, but some people do. And I mean, some people are making crazy money and, you know, you see how we see people like, you know, millionaires off of that stuff. And I don't know, it's not in my, it's not in my realm. I'm not ever going to be the person who's like, yeah, I'm going to date someone. They can do all of this and it doesn't have any repercussions on me, but it's, you know, different people have different aspects of stuff. Yeah, I I would say it also depends on like the situation where I'm at currently. Mm-hmm. Like if if someone's doing OnlyFans and maybe maybe they have a past too. You know what's what's my past looking like? Obviously, like mm-hmm. I I'm not gonna I I don't consider myself a red pill artist. I don't want to necessarily go down the rabbit hole that too much. But mm-hmm. let's say if somebody has a if if a woman has a rough past in regards to like sex worker stuff, and let's just say I've let's just say I've filed bankruptcy, maybe. Maybe we're on mm-hmm. the same. Maybe we're on the same level at that point. But yeah, that's the whole thing. Is money? Money. Everyone has a price point, you know. If some person came up to me and was like, "Hey, you know, you want to do this?" I would say no. You know, depending on what it is, I'll say no. And then at a certain price point, all right. I think in middle school it started off with the. I don't know if you ever had this, but I remember in middle school guys always going around going like, "How much do you suck a dick for?" That was that was I think that was the start of something like figuring out what your price point was, and you had, you know, I heard some people who were like million dollars, and then I heard some people that was like, shit, I would suck a dick for my lunch money to be paid for today. So it's like, it's just depending where you're at, man. It's, it's different. It's different areas of stuff. Speaking of uh, speaking of sucking dick, have you ever seen the movie Half Baked? Half Baked, I have. I don't think I have. It's a stoner movie with Dave Chappelle. Oh, wait, 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 yeah. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. It's, uh, yeah, I've, that, it's been, it's been about two years since I've seen it. That's an I old, actually, 
old movie came it's out like old, in the nineties. It's one of the, 90s, it's one of the Dave yeah. Chappelle's early stuff. Yeah. I so speaking of sucking dick though, that movie has one of my favorite cameos in it. Bob Saget. Bob Saget, mm-hmm. known from the nineties, Full House, responsible dad. Basically, mm-hmm. runs this big house that has all these people in it. Everybody knows what Full House is. Yeah. And the movie half. And the movie Half Baked, Dave Chappelle goes to rehab and he's like, I'm addicted to smoking marijuana. Bob Saget stands up and he's like, marijuana is not a drug. I used to be addicted to uh, cocaine. I used to suck dick just for a little bit of cocaine. You ever suck dick for marijuana? God damn. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I used to always make the joke. Now I forget that that's from that. I used to think that that was a true thing that Bob Daggett, uh, Bob Saget sucked dick for crack was was what I used to tell people. <laughs> I didn't. I completely forget that's from that movie. I used no. to tell people all the time when they were talking about Full House. I was like, yeah, you know, Bob Saget used to just suck dick for crack when he was like, you know, coming off the <laughs> on was, the come up before he got the Full House gig. Yeah, before he got the Full House deal, that, and Fuller House and yeah. all that shit was crazy. That's yeah, that might be my favorite cameo of all time. But. Dave Chappelle has got to be one of the greatest comedians of all time, too. Oh, obviously. Uh, that's, great, great. That, that goes without saying. But so you have your event going on downstairs? Does that like... I think it starts in like 15 minutes. Okay, so people are just like showing up, but it's not necessarily like yeah. in full role Pe- yet? No, like people people show up. People are there, but like I said, I could get, I'll could I'll do this until probably another like 15, 20 minutes and it'll be done. Yeah. It was no, good with you. I th- yeah, I think I think we'll probably be done by then. But so you s- so it's a Wednesday night right now as we're recording this. You said Wednesdays are the nights. Wednesdays that- are yeah. Wednesdays are the big party nights for for fraternities. So we have we have the Little Miss. If you remember the Little Miss meme that went around like a couple months ago, like Little Miss blah blah blah. Yep. We have that event tonight. TikTok thing. Mm-hmm. And so we're running that event tonight. So I'm sure there's gonna be whores showing up in little miss whatever dumb shit they so think it's like of. white t-shirts and they write little miss what whatever mm-hmm. on it just just stupid shit i don't even know if i'm i don't i haven't even done my white t-shirt yet i don't even know what fuck i gotta do that before i go down there that's i love how you said there's gonna be whores in the white shirts like that that's one thing that i will always just find hilarious it's i don't it's not even like in like a derogatory way towards women no there's just something funny about about just, call, just calling them whores like it's it's obviously mean and intentional if you tell one person yeah, you say you're a whore somebody, but you're a whore mm-hmm. but it's just saying like where's the whores like that that's yeah, funny it's that's, just like a thing like people people get upset about words there are some words that like agreed shouldn't say it um i'm a big i don't say like obviously in no way should i ever say like the n-word you know that's not in my shit i don't ever say uh the r word too mm-hmm. um which isn't and then i don't really say the f word but at, when people say those words, and obviously I don't think any of those really affect me in a way, but it's like people get so upset about words that it's insane to me to think that like I could sit here and I grew up around a bunch of – in Houston, I grew up around a bunch of people who are Arabic. So mm-hmm. I grew up around – I grew up actually as like the white guy in like a black and Arabic neighborhood, which is if if you ever go visit Houston, a lot of the, a lot of the inner city and like kind of like – closer inner city outer city cities that's a real common thing is black and arabic people and that's just where my family ended up staying at and they um a lot of the times they were arabic people have some of the most just downright disrespectful things that i've ever heard a human being say (laughs) 
and I can't remember what some of it is. I can remember there's this one thing where they do. It's like I don't I don't want to be insensitive because that is that is one religion, and you know, and a lot of Arabics are are of that religion. That is one religion you do not cross. They are very very intolerant. Um, you know, yeah, they are they are very very intolerant of it. You can't you can't post you can't make fun of their their Lord or the, of Allah or Muhammad in any way. But there's this one where they do like this, and it's like. It's like almost like this thing, if you remember this, but they do like this and it's like, fuck you in your ass. But there's one saying that I'll always, always remember what it means. I can never say it. Wait, can you just, can you describe it for the, for the, uh, if someone's listening and not watching. So it's like, they clap, oh, so you they take clap their hands, hands together. You clap your hands together, take your middle finger and close. If you're, if you're right-handed, close your left, like put your left middle finger on the round and then just wiggle your right middle finger. And basically what it means is when you do it, it's like fuck you in your ass but there's one so it's a step further than just like flipping the bird yeah just step further than fuck you it's straight fuck you in your ass and uh (laughs) and you know when arabic say it has such a tone to it because arabic even though it's it's such a it's such a it's a it's almost a harsh sounding language because there's all those like r's and k's put together which for for people who speak english like that's such a hard like that's such a harsh like you're you're pushing these these words together that they're not they don't sound right it's more harsh than german yeah I would say so, yeah. And but there's one I can't remember what it says, but what it means is "fuck you" and the pussy you slithered out of. I think I know what you, I don't know what it is, but I know what you're talking about. I've mm-hmm. yeah, I've heard people like talk about it before. Yeah, and they I mean th- just the, the, there's stuff like that. There's ones like "fuck you" in your entire history, like <laughs> "fuck you" from the moment your history started eons ago to fuck your the ancestry. fucking piece of shit that you've ended up as. <laughs> Like they have some dis- distraught words, and it's 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 so nice. And I wish I I want to learn Arabic to be able to say, to be able to speak that language because it's such a it's such a nice, well spoken language too. And in in my Houston, it would it would have came out great. But also like just to know those words as well. And so it is. People get so dis like cunt. I don't cunt is a word. God forbid you say that in front of some people. If they if if Arabics had that type of way where you couldn't say what was on your mind, I think people would just get shot in the street from how much pent up anger. Right, and like the even like the c word for example, a a lot yeah. of people would probably even say that that is a that word is worse than those three words that you said that you never used. I mean, maybe the n word is yeah, too. Depending, depending on the person. Yeah, but like those even those three words. I mean, even the c word, but those three words you talked about that you don't really use. I don't. I personally like don't use them myself as well but they're words that i mean i don't get necessarily offended when someone says them in the right context yeah. it might make me uncomfortable but yeah it, but i'm not all three of those words though if they're used and i want to say the right context i sometimes get a chuckle or yeah i might i they might start be, laughing it's, i you know i grew up in a way of i've never been offended sorry i have to move this stuff again because there's a whole bunch of stuff in this area um, I've never been offended by words. It's never been a thing. Now there's very few words that I feel like could offend me, but I've never just been like this word sucks to sucks to hear someone say it to me. Couldn't care. Like I'm not very easily in the offended range. But I understand a few people who that offends, but people people who it doesn't offend start like trying to claim it like you shouldn't say that. Like you you know how that would make someone feel? Oh, no, exactly. People that wouldn't fall into the category of who the word impacts, they mm-hmm. start saying you shouldn't say that or that's offensive. Mm-hmm. Like, 
why are exactly. why are you being offended on behalf yeah, like you're of somebody like gatekeeping the word uh, in a way of like like i i grew up around plenty of people like if that i know around that like if i were to say some of those words who those words affect those those people then they wouldn't really care too much because it's like oh like you don't mean in derogatory term but then other people hear would hear me say it if i did say it and they would think i am worse than the devil and it's, it's just they don't hear what you said in your sentence. All they heard was the single word that mm-hmm. they're They single offended. out something. So, I don't know. It's so stupid. That's – it's never been – I don't know. Words words can never be a thing that I think affect me. And hopefully that as a, as a generation we grow more and more into the idea of like understand that if someone calls someone who those words affect that meaning to hurt them, yeah, fuck them as a human being. But if you're just using those in a lollygag term, especially in comedy, comedy should – you should – there's – a lot of times, I think people don't ever separate. God damn it. I think my... Oh, shit. Yeah, my phone's like close to dead, so we're probably about to end. No offense to you in like the next yeah. four or five. I'll get over this comedy thing, and then... Comedy needs to separate art from the people. Like, and it sucks to say that in a way, because like, we're in the era of, you know, Bill Cosby is terrible, terrible shit. And now people are like, I can't watch the Cosby show. I can't go watch old Cosby specials. All this stuff. Or in the in you know music, like R. Kelly. R. Kelly is a piece of shit human being. Holy fuck. That is just monstrous. But goddamn, if the Ignition remix isn't a pretty gas song, and am I hoping to hear it tonight at the party? Right. Like, people need to separate art from human. Actually, I, I do remember in the frat subreddit, somebody posted, so after this whole R. Kelly situation, are we no longer playing the Ignition remix at the parties? And it was like an actual like full-scale discussion. This is like a one of the most popular, one of the most popular posts of the week. People being like, some some guys were saying, we're never playing that song again. Other people are like, we might play it here and there, but we're not going to be bumping it or reading. Yeah. And it's it's definitely one of those things. Like I understand that. Like I don't know. I, I don't even understand. I can't say that I understand why people want to play it. Like it's it's not like we're playing like fucking hitler's march into fucking poland like it's right it's just a song i don't know that's what that was a real park stream thing but it's, it's just a <laughs> song yeah gone that's just a song for something that at a time we were innocent people who didn't know what it meant and for a lot of people maybe that brings back a better time people who are a little bit older than us when that song came out and like you know michael jackson's another great impression i have no fucking idea if michael jackson ever did what people all people said he did but holy fuck, does he have a great catalog of music? Am I never gonna listen to Michael Jackson again? No, I could give a, f- I could care less. Does it suck that he probably makes, you know, if if it's someone who's alive, if they make money off it, yeah. But at the same time, like if we hear about these kids who do this weird shit, but then like, and I'm a big rap guy, rappers like that openly talk about, you know, killing people, getting, you know these these murder cases sometimes like sex, we have rappers who sex traffic and all this and i get it i'm a white guy who's talking about rap not in any way do i understand the full culture of it but it's like we we a lot of time pick and choose what we decide to be upset about when they're we should either just choose to not get upset about every little thing and like there are you know the few things we should or we like pick this rapper but then oh this is an artist we like we can't we can't do that to him or her right people love being offended people love being upset mm-hmm. I think it is because it gives people a right to talk and that's what everyone wants. They want to be listened to. And so everyone's going to listen to someone who feels offended because they don't want to be the next person canceled. Right. For sure. 
Yeah, well, uh, we don't need to take up too much of your time. I do want to give you time to get down to your opportunity. Uh, definitely am trying to make it down, though. Uh, as I said, it's so up in the air at this point, but making it to Dallas for OU Texas for the Red uh, Red oh. River. Well, we, you, didn't, we didn't even talk about OU Texas really that are, much. Are you going down to ta- Dallas for that? Yes, I'll be down there. We uh we have a we have a hotel rented out bar tab. If you're in the area, let me know. I'll get you I'll get you a little bar tab ticket. We can come. You can hang out with us. Um, join join up with us and uh, hopefully have a good time. Hope we don't kick we don't get kicked out of the bar tab same time as uh you know last year. I mean, yeah, so. I as I said, it's so up in the air, but I really want to go the weekend prior. I'm going back to Iowa City for the Michigan game. I'm actually com- I'm actually uh, connecting on my way there through Dallas. Interesting enough. Mm. So, so, well, let me know if anything I can, I'll, I'll give you details, put you up and put you up where we're staying at. Probably get you the room. I mean, we got, we already got an extra bed. So if you do end up coming, we got a room for you. So. All right. Well, the same Texas guy said I got a place as well. So it sounds like I'm double down at this point. Well, and if, if I go Perfect. there, I'm taking the equipment. You already know I'm going to have to do a Texas and an OU podcast. So that way we get a little bit of crossfire, mm-hmm. get some, get a little bit of chirps here and there, but all of course in the good oh, and nature it's, of. It's probably going to be one of the best. It's probably going to be the, one of the best OU Texas games in recent history. So it'll be a great time to be there. So I, I mean, uh, tickets are going to be a little expensive. Uh, so. Personally, right. I don't. I don't need to go to the game. It's something I'd like to do. I'd like to do, but I don't know if I necessarily need to. Oh, the the. Uh, the How many uh, in a row has Oklahoma won? How many in a row has OU won? It's yeah. I'm putting it back on that. Is it four games in a row we've won? OU Texas or is it three? Oh, it's, yeah, it's four or five that we've won in a row. But this is this is probably one of the best Texas teams we've seen. In. I mean, it's the game's gonna it's gonna the, be good. The game's gone down to just one score the last two years, right? Last last like four or five, it's gone down to one score. Oh wow! Yeah, every game that we've won so far, except for one, has been down to one score. Because even if even if Texas is the worst team in the nation and OU is the best, it's a rivalry that is stands a hundred and something years long. They're gonna they that's the game. Like if OU doesn't win a game this year, it's OU Texas that we have to win. They're they're gonna everybody plays their hearts out because they really want oh, to it, beat this other team. It's like playing in. It's like being a. It's like being a you know super a high school kid and playing in. I think there are people who are on who are on the OU team who would they would rather win OU Texas than win a win a national title. <laughs> like that that's how it is for us because it's such a long and right now we're trying to win our way back up to because Texas has us beat by about maybe twelve to somewhere between twelve to twenty games all time and so we have to work our way up to get back on top of that because I mean we're the we're the big brother of OSU they've won like seventeen we've won ninety ninety three yeah it, like it's that ugly. Oh yeah, the OU OSU game is not fair. Wow, it's in no way is it fair. I, I remember I looked at the all-time uh, series of Iowa State in Oklahoma, and that was disgusting. That was like ninety. It was like seventy to like seven. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like well, OU was... OU. Got, uh, you know, when you're talking in the late 1900s, from seventy to hell, even early 2000s. I mean. There's not a more dominant team than than the OU, and even now, like we're the number one ranked college uh, football program of all time. Bama just below us by like a few points, and I mean they'll come up, they'll catch us and beat us if unless something drastic changes real soon. So, um, but when you look, I mean, there's a lot of records that are held by OU. The most points ever scored by a a college offense in a single year is OU. Uh, most most longest win streaks are OU. Um, I mean, hell, the, probably the most famous college player of all time. Um, you know, the boss, I think 
you know, I think most people know who the boss is, especially if you were alive in that era, you do. And then now, like, the boss is such a big, a big thing about OU. I mean, he was the first college player to ever be put on Sports Illustrated. You know, he was a huge bust in the NFL, but he was the, one of the greatest college linebackers, if not the best of all time. And, you know, he was here for our long win streak, great years. Now in the league, you got Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. We got Baker. We got Kyler Murray. Um, I think Kyler Murray is still on the rise, but Baker Mayfield is a character. It is. This, for me, is Baker Mayfield's make-or-break year. Like, he has to do something here, or he's going to go the same way I agree. Sam Bradford went. I agree, but you know, Baker Bradford. Mayfield was looking. Baker Mayfield was looking like a Johnny Manziel that lasted a few more years. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's. A, I would say he's a little bit more talented in the pro, at least. He's got he's got better IQ than Johnny Manziel, in my opinion. I um, I'd agree. I think I think that Johnny Manziel may have had a little bit better arm than Baker when it came to the the ability to throw long, I think Manziel beat him. The accuracy for long passes, they were about tied. Manziel may beat him out a little bit, um, if I remember correctly. It could be, I could be backwards on that, but it is yeah. it is his make-or-break year. Um, he may have another year after this, but it, it, it does suck to see who who will go down as one of the top five best college quarterbacks of all time. And OU has, OU has that thing, man. If, if you're a college quarterback at OU, like, you're going NFL. Like, you're, you know, we're cute, you know, we're, we're – uh, QB one, you know we're 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 a big OU, we're a big quarterback school. You know this last year, I mean we lost Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams to different colleges. I mean um, last year, you look at the season that uh, Spencer Rattler had in 2020. Last year, I imagine was a huge letdown compared to what he came from. Mm-hmm. But then uh, he was, I mean he was he was rated number one to win the Heisman. I, me and my dad actually both put a bet down last year, five hundred dollars to win sixty k. That Spencer Rattler wins the Heisman, OU goes undefeated and wins the Natty, and it was a long shot bet. Like no that's way a that hell really of a. Oh, I forget the name of it. it. Starts with a P. Parlay. Parlay. Yeah. How could I forget? Mm-hmm. Well, OU OU winning the Natty was, you know, that was you know that was when you know again SEC schools and you know SEC ACC have been the have been the big dogs for the for the Natty, and then you know. You know, you have Ohio State that's been a good contender, and you have, um, you know, a few schools who have slid in there. But that was the bet that we made. I don't think it was – I think it was 40K. I don't think it was 60K. It was 40K. That's still a but, good game. And then – Anyways. You know, shit the bed. Yeah, without further ado, before we go too far down a rabbit hole, final score prediction for OU Texas. OU Texas, I would going to say – 35 42 now 42 OU it's going to be one by a field goal shit it's going to be that's god telling me that I'm probably wrong but it's going to be one by a field goal this year I'm sorry I, you broke up there I heard 40 35 42 42 45 OU but 42, I will, 45 I will OU. this 42-45 OU, but I bet you that Texas has a defensive touchdown. I would put money that Texas gets a defensive touchdown. With how much we like to throw and, the ball long uh, into open, you know, open single coverage, if they get that ball and they can run it back, I can bet that Texas will get a defensive touchdown at this game. So how, how does that 45-42 end? Is that 45-42 where OU kicks a field goal to walk off win, or is it that they have OU the field goal? OU kicks a field goal. 
I think it's going to be OU kicks a field goal, leaves Texas with with less than a minute left. If it goes on how it went last year, OU scores with barely any time left, kicks it, kicks it off, and Texas doesn't get more than 10 feet. My other option was going to be, or is Texas down by three, they get in field goal range and the guy misses as the clock runs out. No, that I don't. I don't think tech, I, in a, in such such a heated battle. I do not think any of the teams will make any, even if it's one of those things where, you know, you have all that pressure on you. I don't think any of the teams are ever going to 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 do something like that. I don't think any of them are going to miss something like that. I think that the amount of training that goes in the special teams for OU Texas is is pretty much more than any other college will ever ever go into anything because we understand how much a like a single like score difference is, you know, a touchdown, field goal, extra points, stuff like that. There you have it. I'll definitely be sure to oh, let yeah, you know. If let me know if you're going to be coming up and uh, I'll make sure that you get, you get well taken care of me and uh, me and the Texas uh, boy. I'm sure we'll, we'll all get up at, at the, at the deep elm for a bar night. It's going to be a hard choice for me. If everybody treat me so well, what team I'm going to want to win if I am going to pick a side, but I'm, if I'm in Dallas, well, I mean, I'm probably going to have to pick a side. When you're, when you're going there, just, you know, it's it's safe to wear either color, but it's not safe to wear it if uh once the game's over, you know. Yeah. You will you will see some fights break out. So. <laughs> well the well there you have it. I do appreciate you setting time aside on your Wednesday night uh for having a party to record this podcast here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you made it to the end of this episode, please make sure you hit that subscribe button to never miss another episode of Pay Your Dues. And of course, always remember to subscribe to the OnlyFans for exclusive access to that visual podcast because we record this podcast in the nude across time zones and just sharing it all about with the homies. But as usual, bros and hoes, always pay your dues and pound your bruise. Take it easy.